everybody, welcome back to the channel. Today I want to talk a little bit about what to do if and when you break production. This happens, hopefully doesn't happen all the time, but it is very common. It's a rite of passage for software developers to have a release that ends up breaking something in production. And I think the common pattern is for somebody to just freak out. I broke the website, the company site is down, like, oh no. In this video, I wanna walk you through just a step-by-step -step guide. What now? What do I do next in order to help remediate the problem in production? So let's get into it. First and foremost, when something goes wrong in production, you wanna have a good understanding of what exactly is breaking. So you might receive a report or see some error logs, um, but you wanna go into the application and try to reproduce the error yourself. See what users are seeing. Then how bad is it? Um, is it completely stopping users from being able to use the product or is it just slightly inconvenient or are there other um, is there only limits, the only limited users are having problems with it? Uh, any of these things can help you kind of determine like how high is the severity of this incident um, and then also help you communicate out to the stakeholders, which um, is part of the, the process. But let's see if we could isolate what change caused this issue. And often it's very clear, you release something and it doesn't work. Um, and so you know exactly what caused the issue. In other situations, it may take a little while to figure out what the root cause is of the incident, of the, of the breakage. Um, so figuring out that root cause is important because you don't want to flail around trying a bunch of different things, fixing in production. Um, you want to be fairly certain that what you're going to deploy is going to fix the problem. And then quickly, like let's say, can I take a note of what's happening? Um, obviously we wanna go fairly quickly. There's a sense of urgency when you're resolving a production incident, but you'll be surprised how helpful it will be later to have notes on what happened. Um, so if you can copy paste anything, take screenshots, just try to record and gather information as you're going. I know it's hard to remember, but it's super valuable. Okay. so. That's like the initial things, the first couple questions that I would think to myself in an incident. But really importantly is that early on, as soon as possible, you start communicating about the incident. You publicly own up to um, what's going on in production. And let's be clear, it's not necessarily your fault. Um, it's not that there's someone who needs to take the blame for the problem in production. And if you're on a good engineering team, uh, the team will understand this. Nobody will blame you for releasing code. It's really, if bad code gets into production, that means we have a process problem um, that allowed it to get out there. Uh, and we can address that later once we resolve the immediate issue. Um, so. It's really important that as soon as possible you share publicly that there is an issue in production um, and you start to bring in stakeholders to help you resolve it. Then we got to think about what's the fastest way uh, to remediate this issue. How quick can I get the website quickly back online? 
Um, can I revert the changes that I made in my in my that I just merged in my pull request? Um, is there another way that we could fail forward quickly that restores service um, for given users? Um, often a revert isn't necessarily your best option, um, or it may not necessarily fix the problem you're seeing, uh, especially if there are things like database migrations involved in the code that you released. Um, so you want to think critically about what's the fastest way to remediate this issue. And the fastest way often isn't the cleanest way. Um, so is that solution, the quick, fast solution, a good long-term fix? Sometimes it is. Sometimes uh, the fastest way to fix it is also the best way to fix it. But often the thing that gets production back up, the thing that gets everything online again, is not the best long-term solution. And so you're going to need to kind of brainstorm a little bit about how do we want to fix this going forward too for so that other people don't encounter in the future. Next, constantly we've got to keep coming back while you're working on the resolution for, uh, for the issue, for the incident. You've got to keep coming back over and over again to when is the last time that I communicated about this. So it's one thing to alert everybody that there's an issue going on. It's another thing to be proactive about sharing information with people, um, keeping everybody updated, uh, revising your status regularly um, so that people know what exactly is happening. Um, and for most of the teams that I've worked with, we have some type of messaging tool like Slack. Um, and whenever there's a major incident in production, there's a channel that obviously automatically gets created. So uh, if there's a Slack channel for the incident, this is a great way that you can help out um, with everybody is to say, hey, I'm working on this. Here's the status. Let me give regular status updates every every few, uh, you know, every 15, 20, 30 hour uh, regular intervals um, until you have production back online. You got to keep communicating so that everybody knows what to expect. Um, and managing expectations is a huge part of responding to an incident. Okay, so once you have a resolution in place, once you have something you think has solved the problem, how can you be sure? Um, it's one thing to go through like one happy path test case. Um, how can you test all the edge cases? Can you run a comprehensive smoke test of the solution that you generated? Um, this is super important because you may implement a solution that you think is going gonna, is gonna to resolve the issue, um, but at the end of the day, it might not uh, have resolved every possible edge case uh, for the incident. So how can you think about many test scenarios that you can run manually to make sure that your fix actually resolves the entirety of the issue? And then we start to get into some of the future proofing of incident response. We really got to make sure that this doesn't happen again. This exact issue that just happened can't happen again. Uh, there will always be production incidents when you're writing software. Um, there's, it's just kind of comes with the territory. There's always things that we don't expect. Um, but how do we make sure that we're catching those things before they get to production? And how can we make sure, especially that the thing we know about, the issue that just happened, can't happen again? Um, and often uh, you don't do this right away. You create tickets or follow-up items 
Um, and that might mean adding unit tests. It might mean other things about testing in other environments, staged releases, things like that. Um, but there's all sorts of strategies that you could use. The important thing is that you make sure that your issue can't happen again. Um, and that's really a part of a larger question of what can we learn? How do we learn from this incident? Um, and most companies that you work for will have some type of formalized process for a post-mortem. Whenever something gets broken in production, uh, companies will usually do a post-mortem where you get together all the stakeholders that were affected by the incident um, and you review what happened. How did it happen? Um, how did we remediate it? And what did we learn from uh, having to remediate it? How are we going to follow up? How will we make sure that this exact uh, incident doesn't happen again? And that's really the key here, um, is that breaking production is kind of a rite of passage for software developers. It happens, uh, and it's not anything that you did wrong um, if your code accidentally uh, breaks production. Um, the important thing here is to learn from the failure uh, so that you grow as a developer, so that your team grows in the ways that you create and release software, so that your company can grow uh, in terms of revenue and user experience and stuff like that. So um, learning from the failure is the important part here. Um, failure is going to happen. How do we learn from it? And that's it. That's my high level. Obviously, there's all sorts of details to responding to incidents in production, but this is a high-level framework for a way you can think about uh, incidents and production uh, outages. So I hope you find this helpful, and uh, I'll see you in the next one.